Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, say, If you're an American and you're professing to be a Christian, well, of course, as American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Why don't we throw in a constitution so they know what's in that? Get engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. The church needs to rise. Rise. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. My apologies for yesterday's show. I mean, as you can imagine, communications is hit or miss these days for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Of course I am. (laughs) The devil's the prince of the air. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, yesterday I was breaking down my grave concern regarding our upcoming U.S. Senate runoff hosted by none other than my peach state. And you should be concerned too. Any reasonably thinking human being should be concerned. Sidney Powell brought these concerns forward very early on. A few weeks ago, actually, I want to say she was on Lou Dobbs when she said, how are we going to run off? How are we going to continue on with a United States Senate runoff with a compromised system? I'm going to ask the question again. I'm getting a lot of pushback from people on high as well saying, you know, quit telling people that, Monica. You know, people need to show up and rock the vote. I'm like, okay, so it it's broken. We 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 know the system that we just went through on November 3rd is compromised. We know that. The, the, at least here in Georgia, we know that for sure. The way absentee ballots were handled, uh, envelopes were destroyed, which makes a vote null and void. For those of you who don't know how important the envelope is to your ballot. People drop things in drop boxes, you know, 10 ballots a person. Stacey Abrams is already 600 and some odd thousand ballots ahead of the game right now. Um, Absentee ballots, right? There's been no audit of the absentee ballot signature, and I'm going to tell you why it's a farce that the governor of Georgia is telling you that they're performing the audit now because of the compromise that Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, and his administration made with the Democrat Party and others, as well as the Board of Elections, they made an agreement that made it so cumbersome for someone to send in an absentee ballot and have it checked. doesn't require a photo ID, but what it does require is a signature match. But not only does it require the signature match that the Georgia State Legislature, according to the Constitution of the United States, is the only authority that has the authority to make law regarding 
our election practices here in the state of Georgia, usurping that, somehow, some way, my apologies, Brad Raffensperger decided it would be a good idea, and you know, someone lied and someone swore to it, to make it that much more difficult for someone to check absentee ballots before they would toss it. See, this is what happens when you negotiate with terrorists. And I, I'm not saying that hyperbolically. I 100% believe that the Democrat Party, Stacey Abrams and the rest, um, are political jihadists. I absolutely believe that. They are here to blow up your system, our way of life. It is they that is their number one objective. They are utilized by satanic forces to do so. They are inspired by demonics. And how do I say that with such surety? I'll tell you how I say that with with such assuredness. I have been a minister of the gospel for for ten years, and I know I got a potty mouth, and y'all just got to deal with me because Jesus does. But I'm telling you now, Jesus. The Jesus of Nazareth. Listen here, Mr. Warnock. Notice I didn't say pastor or reverend. There's nothing reverent about Raphael Warnock. Not the way he speaks of Jews and not the way he teaches a false doctrine that somehow Jesus is cool with abortion. You know, it's her body, her choice. Not really. That is not what we are taught in scriptures. As a matter of fact, it's not even your body anymore because it's been redeemed. So there. So any decision we make regarding our bodies is to be done so unto reverence, unto the creator of what? Life, not abortion tubes. Okay. And if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know that I don't shame women who have had abortions or men who have been a part of it. That is not the name of the game for me. But Raphael Warnock is a warlock, is exactly right. Someone, <laughs> exactly right. Someone today, my Twitter feed said, sorry, Monica, I just, I can't help it. It's like a Freudian slip. Every time I say his name, I say warlock. I'm like, well, that's probably the Holy Spirit inside of you. At any rate, I digress. So here we are with a U.S. Senate runoff with a compromised system. We all know it's compromised. We, I mean, you'd have to be a dead person to not know that it's, and even then you would know it's compromised because you've probably been brought back up from the grave for your name to be used in this election, right? The, I would, I'm just going to jump out on a ledge here and take a real educated guess that the ACLU knows that our system's compromised too. And you know how I know that? Because the champions of all equity and systemic racism and voter suppression is literally on crickets right now. I'm sorry, have we heard anything from the ACLU? Has there been a suit filed on behalf of all Georgians through the ACLU? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What? No, exactly. Matter of fact, you know what? I think I actually... I think, hold on, maybe. Where are they? Ah, there they are. Hold, please. Here we go. Yes. 
That is the sound of the Georgia ACLU. Yes, crickets. You hear that? Right. The bastion of equity. The bastion of everyone's a racist. Right. Who's white? I mean, and Republican. Don't forget that. Come on, guys. I cannot be the only person sitting down here in ground zero for what is about to completely just explode in my state in the way of evidence. I mean, we're, I think we're getting ready to move past allegations. It, it, it is about to be hellfire and brimstone. That's something you biscuit-eating Southerners can understand. Yes, it's coming. And some of you are so pissed about that. I told you got a potty mouth. You can't even see straight. Like you're, you won't even, you don't even click onto my Facebook page anymore. And can I tell you how much I really don't care? <laughs> because it's too important to say the truth. It's too important. You cannot be that far up someone's butt in politics that you really believe that they are incapable of being compromised. <laughs> I mean, and for all of you guys in the church especially, I'm going to tell you something. I am not excited about the takedown of people other than I'm excited about justice being served. Absolutely. But I was very candid with you guys last week whenever I said I got, you know, my heart was pricked about all of this. And I, and I got sad about the fact that people have compromised themselves and fallen into a snare because we all have. These snares just happen to be way big and have far-reaching implications. Not that all of our personal falling short of the glory of God doesn't, because it does. I mean, there's a ripple effect whenever we make really crappy choices. It's not just us that's, that's affected, right? But in this case, you're talking about toppling the government of the United States of America. That's called treason. I mean, that that's, you know, hey, I am all about the actual punishment that goes with that crime. Absolutely. I know you guys are like, what? I thought you just said you're a Christian. And you don't believe in abortion, but you believe in capital punishment. Well, sometimes I think, I'm going to tell you something. There have been, and, and, and this is kind of, this is, this is how I'm going to justify capital punishment. And in this regard, with regard to treasonous activity and you, be, you being a traitor of the United States of America and not being a, a, a adorned with a medal of some yaya of the Obama Brotherhood, uh, like we saw during his administration with traitors. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. There are plenty of men and women who have gone to their graves through capital punishment in, in, a, in an act of complete injustice. Complete injustice. Many of them, because of the color of their skin, never saw justice. And that, and that is absolute truth. You, you can take that to the bank. So you're damn right. If your hand is caught in an international cookie jar, not only should your hand go with it, but you need to go on and meet Jesus 
like today. Like you, you need to have your due process and, and all that. We don't need to pay for 10 years worth of litigation. You, you just need to get on down the due process road and go on to glory and, and ask for permission, ask for forgiveness on the other side of, of eternity. You know why? Because somebody, someone needs to set the standard. I mean, some of you, some of you would be okay with folks just hanging out and Gitmo for the rest of their lives, which, you know, hey, okay, fair. Uh, but there's some, I mean, are you kidding me right now? That you would have absconded with and, and colluded, absconded with millions and then colluded with our arch enemy as a nation. And somehow you're going to get a pass? No, no. No, there's no leniency for that. I'm sorry. And I, well, I'm i telling you, listen, I'm a mercy and truth kind of biblical girl. I absolutely believe the mercy of God is there for all of us. And you know what? I think that's something that, you know, I and I wholeheartedly believe that if someone were to ask for forgiveness from the Lord for being trapped in a snare and not being able to get out and attempting to take the entire world down with them, do I believe that God Almighty would forgive that person if they asked through the atoning sacrifice of the only being who sits on the mercy seat, Jesus Christ? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'm that person. I just, I believe that God's mercy is that big. But I also believe in the power of justice on this side of eternity. And I believe until people start seeing that this stuff right here, this ain't going to fly. Nope. You will be prosecuted and you will be dealt with according to what the law allows for traitors to be dealt with. That standard, I believe, is what needs to be executed in these cases. I know. I'm a mom. You guys are like, what the hell? I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm a mama. I, you know, I, listen, I've been a nurse. <laughs> I mean, I got a whole load of mercy and compassion. But but right now, uh, I've had just about enough of the lawlessness. I mean, talk about drain the swamp. Who knew that it was going to circle the drain to this extent? Who knew? Well, apparently some folks in the Department of Defense did. And there is uh, something circulating right now, and it's called... The Mar- well, I found this. Someone sent this to me on the Marshall Report. Okay, I believe it was published published three days ago. It says Sidney Powell's Kraken, in quotes, is DOD cyber warfare program. We are at war. Holy radar! That's the Kraken. Who knew it is a Department of Defense cyber warfare program? It tracks systems and acquires evidence of nefarious activities and crimes committed by the what? The deep state. Now, I want you to think about some of your hmm, more widely known conservative voices, a.k.a. now we know because the wheat and the chaff has been separated for us. And now we know that anyone who would tell you there's not a deep state is part of the establishment. They're part of the establishment. They're part of the old guard. They don't want things to change. No matter, they're the ones yelling at me, barking at me right now, saying, 
quit talking about how compromised the system is in Georgia because people aren't going to show up to vote. I'm like, well, hopefully someone's, you know, private parts are going to drop here soon and file an injunction uh, so that some uh, judge who can, who can, you know, tell that two plus two is four, look at the evidence, 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 right? Cause there's, there's a, there's a bunch of it. There's sworn testimony, which is evidence, right? Anyone could look at the evidence along with all of the discrepancies we've had in the state of Georgia and draw a very sensible conclusion that this might not be the system you want to host a U.S. Senate runoff on. I could be wrong. I mean, it didn't work out too well three weeks ago. And here we are. So I wonder who's going to step up and do that. Many of you have asked why the GBI is not involved. Well, according to statute, blah, 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 blah. I don't have it in front of me. The GBI, which is the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, okay, they're a fantastic organization um, led by, I'm just telling you now, I, I, I have nothing, like if any of these guys were ever implicated in something, you, you may, I, I'd probably just put myself on my own flotilla and wherever I landed uh, out, out in the Pacific is, is where I would just live for the rest of my life because uh, I trust people in leadership at the GBI implicitly. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know, but I do. And um, so I know that if they were called upon by a district attorney or a sheriff or any other agency in the state who was like, yeah, what exactly is going on? with the governor and the lieutenant governor and, um, well, I'll leave him out of it for now, uh, and the secretary of state. What's going on over there? All these people who signed off on this compromise, on the system acquisition, dominion, and software. Yeah, so GBI cannot get involved unless an agency, not an individual I believe you have to be an elected official as well. I, Like I said, a district attorney. It has to be someone who is either in the legal profession, someone who is in law enforcement, rather. Um, an agency has to come forward. So if you know of anyone in any agency who actually has a pair, who has, you know, the uh, constitutional and, and patriotic fortitude to see what we all see, which is someone needs to be seizing some equipment. Someone, you know, why was someone allowed to have access to uh, um, anything in Cobb County, with a, but much less through a shredder just a few days ago? Why is this not evidence? Why is someone not holding the machines as evidence? There is one way to ensure that we don't have a United States Senate runoff right now. Good God, go seize it. I mean, of course, your your ballots, your your fraudulent ballots are going to match what your machine says on some le- and vice versa on some level. But whenever it comes to mm, some counties that actually you know pulled the switch, which we all know um, in Venezuela and other countries, that's exactly how they do it. Especially when someone's ahead and the numbers aren't exactly how they had predicted they would be according to their cheating algorithms, they simply pull the plug. I mean, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you a story. 
and this is in direct alignment with kind of the rose-colored glasses, the American rose-colored glasses that we have on. Our emperor has new clothes when, in fact, the emperor is butt-ass naked right now. Naked, as we say in the South, N-E-K-K-I-D. So I went to Australia with my daughter some years ago because she has had chronic ulcerative colitis for a large part of her life. And we found a physician in Australia, in Sydney, who is a doctor by the name of uh, James Barodi, okay? And, and he is now a world-renowned and highly respected uh, gastroenterologist, okay? We go to Australia because there's a practice that he utilizes, a technique that no one stateside was utilizing, particularly in, in peds, in pediatric medicine, and so we found a sponsor who helped us raise money and got us over there. Cost a butt ton of money, but we had exhausted all of our Western medicine and Eastern medicine options here. And she was sick. And and to be honest, uh, full disclosure, she was dying. It was bad. And we've had a lot of years of that, to be quite honest. So we were done. We were tired. We had tried everything. She was 75 pounds soaking wet. She looked like a she looked like she was headed for a gas shower. And I don't say that lightly because I have family members that did. It was bad. And we get to Australia. We get to his office. And he is a fascinating human being. <laughs> he is the only reason that we have a cure, really, much less a medicine, for your uh, common, common stomach ulcer, uh, as well as for C. diff. Some of you may not know that C. differential is extraordinarily contagious it is what usually takes folks out, especially our elderly, once they get in the hospital and they go in for like, I don't know, a knee replacement. Everything's fine. Uncle Henry came out great. No problems whatsoever. He's dead 24 hours later. So because, we, because we're America, right? Because we're Americans. We're not uh, Calcutta, for God's sakes. We're Americans. Uh, we think that uh, all of our sterile practices are exactly that. They're sterile. But I'm here to tell you, I've worked in medicine and it is abysmal because we have this idea that we're American. And I love my nation. You guys know that for sure. But this is one of those instances, and, and this is going to parlay right into the rose-colored glasses of what's happening right now and why people like people like Tucker Carlson get off and get over by saying things like uh, conspiracy theory and UFOs in the same sentence with Sidney Powell. Unbelievable. What a douche. Sorry. So anyway, I told y'all, you got to pray for me. So we go over there and Dr. Brody is like, we sit down in his office. He's fascinating, right? He's got a whole office just filled with like poop jokes, poop posters, you know, like he's the poop doctor. He's a gastroenterologist and he's known for this practice. You ready? It's really gross, but it works. It's called fecal transplant therapy. And it is exactly what it sounds like, fecal transplant therapy. Okay, so we tried it here with my daughter, with me as her, as her donor, and it is exactly what you think. Fecal matter goes into the colon of the recipient of the person, the patient who's suffering. And there are many maladies with which this, by which this is treated um, with this 
fecal transplant therapy. People in the UK have done it for a long time. Adults here do it, but pediatric, mm, not so much. They weren't touching that. So we fly literally across the world. We're sitting in front of him, and he goes, (laughs) I'll never forget it, and I've never forgotten it, and you shouldn't either, especially the next time you eat fast food or cold cuts. And he says in in his Aussie accent, and he's like, look here, mate, you know, you Americans, you're just, I'll give up on the accent. But he says, you Americans um, are so arrogant. I'm like, oh, what? You know, like, I just paid $25,000 to come over here and put, you know, stuff in my daughter's colon. And you're going to, like, rag on my country? Really? Really, penal colony? <laughs> so he says, you think that you're too far above the possibility of suffering with maladies that the rest of the world suffers with on the daily. And because you're so pristine on the outside and you have all of these, you know, committees and subcommittees and OSHA and, you know, uh, and uh, purifying methods, because of that, you actually become extremely irresponsible on just a very basic personal hygiene from patient to patient level because you have gloves and you have uh, hand sanitizer and you have bleach and you have uh, sterilization and things that other countries simply do not have, right? And so one nurse goes from one patient to the next Uh, You take for granted that there are parasites that actually have a life force, believe it or not, C. diff. You can measure the energy, the life force of C. differential from 12 inches a foot off of a patient's body. Hello. That should literally scare the crap out of you. No pun intended, considering this conversation. But that is a very real and alive bacteria. It's a parasite, right? It's a bacteria. It's not a virus and it's alive and it has a life force that's measurable. But because nurses get lazy and they're like, well, you know, I don't really feel like taking off my gown to go into the next room. Well, guess what happens? Oh, Uncle Henry, who had the knee replacement surgery, he's the poor bastard laying in the bed who's about to be taken down. Sorry, there I go again. So I'm a little stressed these days, as you can tell. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty much at peace, but I'm just like, mm. <laughs> I've, I've got access to information that just, it keeps me at peace. And it also is like, okay, when is this thing going to blow up? <laughs> and it's coming soon. So that's all I can tell you. Um, be prepared. But that really hit me between the eyes as an American, because he's not wrong. And he said, you know, you guys think because you have cold cuts and you have refrigeration and you have uh, freezers and you have uh, you know, fast food restaurants and flash frying and, you know, you take all of these things for granted. Uh, you do have thermometers in fast food restaurants, but what happened to the meat before it got into the, uh, into the flash fryer? What happened during the processing of your meat? So we have an epidemic in this country of C. diff, and it is extraordinarily dangerous. It can kill you within 24 hours. It can cause megacolon, which causes your colon to simply explode and bleed out. And if I'm lying, I'm frying. 
I'm telling you, it is awful and it is rampant. Ask anyone in healthcare. They will tell you it is a big deal. Okay. They usually put you in quarantine if they even suspect that you could be C. diff positive and as well they should. Um, but with that, it was an eye opener to just how, I don't even know what you would call it. I'm trying to think of like the perfect adjective. Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit of naivete and, and arrogance because we've been fooled to think that everything is safe because we're America. Well, welcome to Venezuela because we honestly think, and I'm telling y'all now, there are pundits and investigative journalists who I absolutely have admired, uh, who, you know, like Yahoo, they followed me back. I love it. Okay. I trust their work and they are literally making fun of anyone who would subscribe to a system, uh, part of the Department of Defense called Kraken. They think you're nuts. They literally think you're crazy. And now they've started to throw Sidney Powell under the bus again. So they vacillate daily, right? Oh, okay, well, if you believe that. And then they're like, oh, you know, get them. You can't keep up with the bipolar. I mean, it's literally nuts making. So that's why I tell you to just turn that crap off. The second you see someone with any form of a concession speech, well, it's only four years. We know Trump has been wonderful. Let's look at all the positive things he's done. What a great guy. You know, we, I mean, just look how much better off we are as a country. Turn the channel. Stop following them. Quit tuning in. It is having an adverse effect on your psyche. And I'm, you know how I know? Because I have leaders who are trusted leaders who have been on Team Trump since before I was on Team Trump. I was on Team Cruz, whatever that was about. But, you know, I was on the Sanctimony tour, I think, in my own spirit of, like, still waiting for Jesus to descend into the Oval Office. What a joke that is, which is why I'm so ardently against that 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 dogma uh, as it stands now. And the never-Trumpers, thank God I was never a part of that. Um, and the Lord spared me from that diabolical way of thinking. I mean, it's just awful. It's dangerous, okay? I have leaders reaching out to me to say, Monica, oh my God, I just saw the president endorse the GSA's motion to move on with the transition. I'm sick to my stomach. I, I don't know what to do. What, what do I, you know? And I'm like, and these are people who you all follow if you're Trump supporters who they're weary. They're weary because they're taking in the propaganda. And I keep warning you about that. I don't even let it in my house. The second I hear a naysayer, I turn it off because I'm just as susceptible as the rest of you. But I also have access to information that your average person doesn't that as well as my faith and what I believe has already been spoken providentially about the president's second term, that really does give me peace in, in my discernment. And whenever you see the people who are on the task force, whether they're working independently or for a collective, you know, uh, outcome for the nation, 
as it relates to voter integrity, election integrity, and our freedom and justice, right? I mean, that goes without saying. You don't go up against the deep state. You don't go up against federal agencies that tried to take one man down like a Leviathan. Like, I want you to, I want you to get this picture in your head. Think of an alligator, right? And General Flynn is in the water with them because, you know, that, that, was, his, that was his role, not as a swamp creature, but let's face it, you know, the military has some interesting folks and your, and your, uh, your agencies, government agencies have some interesting folks, right? So he looks around at the swamp and he's like, hey, yeah, let's drain it, Mr. President, let's do it. And the second these yahoos figure out that he, he is not on, on Team Swamp, <laughs> the Leviathan of the deep state, and I say that intentionally. You can go read about the Leviathan in Job. The Leviathan literally comes up for a death spiral to take that man completely out because that's what they do. And who stepped in the waters with the Leviathan to cut the head off of that Leviathan, at least where this one innocent man was concerned. So if you're going to tell me that that's someone I can't trust, (laughs) here I go again. You know, the thing that comes to mind that I want to say is you can absolutely kiss my ass on that. Like, that's just not going to happen. I mean, this is, again, folks, really easy. Two plus two really is four. No matter how many head shrinkers you know, what is that, 1984, where he's like, what is two plus two? It's five, right? No, folks, it's not five. I don't care who tells you. I don't care how many blue check marks they have next to their name, um, how many stars they have on their lapel. Um, No, no, two plus two really is four. It is. And there are some things that you can take to the bank, and there are some things that as a nation, We need to collectively repent for being so damn arrogant. That whole American pride thing, you know, I I get it because, mm, you know, when I, when I said that, that I was a nationalist in, in, in the most innocent of terms in, in that America first really is something I believe in and I champion. But the only reason I believe that is because I'm grateful that we are a city on a hill. Um, I, I know that we were birthed out of the, mind and the heart of the author of liberty and justice and equality. I absolutely believe that with all of my being and would say that to the death. I absolutely believe this nation was birthed out of the heart and the mind of God, our father, period, end of story, full stop. So with that, I believe our enemies are going to be great. And and we are just culturally, I think, because we've stepped away from our father from the author of liberty and justice and equality uh, for all. I think that's why we find ourselves here in, in this arrogance that, that we've lived with, you know, Obama did a really good job of beating the crap out of us for eight years. And he was very abusive. His entire administration, just psychological warfare. Right. I remember every time I turned on the television, it was just another, you know, dig on Christianity or American exceptionalism. Uh, as if that's the unpardonable sin, right? Um, and so, and I saw it happening because I'm a wordsmith, 
and and just I I would intently watch his speeches and and just think to myself, well, there he goes, and probably you know 150 million people just went with him <laughs> because they because collectively there is a psyche of guilt in this nation regarding slavery, just like you see Germans right now are out in the streets. My relatives are out in the streets getting blown away by water cannons because they don't have firearms because they spent the better half of eight years making fun of me because I was a God and guns kind of girl. Mm. Yep. Not anymore. Now they're like, Hey, can you come over with Annie Oakley and save us? Because our government has once again risen up against us. The Leviathan is global. It's not just American. It's global. This is a global effort to take us down. And for eight years, you were told, you know, just open borders because Jesus was a refugee. If I've heard one stupid pastor say that, I've heard 50. Jesus was a refugee. Jesus had to love your neighbor. You're not being very Christian. And in like 97% of the church doesn't read their Bible. That is a fact. That is a statistical fact. 3% of the church reads, reads, reads their Bible. I know it's sick. I mean, I just think about that. Think about the implications of that. You say you're a Christian, right? Like, well, I believe, I believe. And then when someone comes along who knows the word better than you, Raphael Warnock, right? But they're really good at manipulating the word and twisting it because you don't know the word. You're like, well, I mean, gosh, he's the pastor of Ebenezer and that's where Martin Luther King Jr. was from and that's where he's buried. And I mean, there's no way. He seems like such a nice guy, and there's a whole bunch of rabbis that have signed on with him lately, and, you know, they don't hold him accountable for saying that Jews are termites. Oh, sorry, that was Hank Johnson. (laughs) No, Raphael, what was it that he said? What was it? Do you remember? Yeah, it was just recent. It wasn't that recently, but it wasn't that long ago, referring to um, Jews in in a very derogative term. And you've got like 50 rabbis, dude, who have who've gotten together to be like, no, it's okay. It's all right. That's not what he meant. No, actually, it is what he meant. And he's anti-Israel. And some of you have a hard time believing that there are Jews in the country, in the world, who are not pro-Israel. They're not Zionists. They, they don't believe in all of that. And so when someone like Raphael comes along, because you don't know your Bible, because you don't know what he says he knows that he is actually manipulated and twisted because he's part of the Leviathan that is literally taking you down and your country right now. As a minister, it's just, I'm like, shame on us. We can't just champion a faith in word only. I mean, how many of us are like rhino, rhino, rhino. We love that term. Republican in name only. Well, how about Christian in name only? What would that be? Chino? Sino? Yeah, I can hear that now. China. Love it. I love that man. I will always love that man, even when he's not our president. He, because we have so much in common. I just love it. You just put it out there. And people hate it. They hate it. Because they would rather you show up with just God almighty you just show up with poop stained drawers, man, and they're just like, no, you look great. You smell wonderful. Someone grab the air freshener. They just love it. I've never been a fan of air freshener. I bring matches. I'm Southern. I carry a little thing of matches in my little purse everywhere I go. 
because I'm human and women do things too. But you're not going to find me with somebody's air, not without air freshener or using someone's air freshener to, to spray over something that only some sulfur can take out. God knew that. Hello. Mm, preaching now. Sodom and Gomorrah. Sulfur. Well, we need a big fat sulfur match in this country right now. And dare I say that I think we have found her in the name and the person, the embodiment of my, my new Shiro. Sydney Powell. So I'm going to leave you with this. I know I'm not very popular. That's okay. I'm used to it. Uh, because I'm telling you that you need to be pounding sand right now to in every corner of this country. I don't care where you live in this country. You need to descend upon Georgia in the way of your voice or your person, your emails, you're calling for, hey, someone needs to put a stop to us using a compromised system. Now, the only other, you know, I guess the only other thing I can think of that quite possibly some folks are thinking will work is if you can just get Republicans out in droves. Because historically, we know this to be true. Weather, inclement weather, and runoffs are not the favorite of the left. And I'm just going to leave that alone about why, all right? But the ace in Stacey Abrams's pocket right now is that absentee ballot. So they don't even have to show up. Doesn't matter if it's raining outside or sleeting or snowing. Doesn't matter if the if the second flood, which God promised he would never do, if you read your Bible, you would know that, um, hence the rainbow. But, yeah, it wouldn't matter. They don't have to come out. Thanks, Brad. I mean, they've, they've made it abundantly easy. And then you've got all this rigmarole about this COVID crap. You know, the numbers are going through the roof. I'm like, well, that's because we've got lines out the yin-yang of people being tested every day. You know, and friends of mine, one day that's positive, the next day it's negative. Who knows? I mean, if you don't think you've already been exposed to COVID, again, you live in the uh, rose-colored American glasses universe. It is time for us to humble ourselves again, be grateful for being part of the greatest nation on earth, pray for those people who are exposing and uncovering grave deception. Those who are taking on the Leviathans. One puts 1,000 to flight. Two puts 10,000 to flight. You know, 150 million of us can put an entire kingdom to flight. So it's time to get your prayer on. And you pray for justice. You pray for exposure. You pray for safety. And you pray for calm and for peace. Speak to that atmosphere. Jesus did it. I do it. You ask my daughter, she hates it because anytime there's a storm coming, I get out and take authority over that thing and tell it to just get on down the road. And she's like, mom, I really like thunderstorms. I'm like, I know, but you know, anyway, okay. That might be a little much for some of you because again, you haven't read your Bible. All right. Until next time, I'll be back. God willing. And the creek doesn't rise. And you know, we haven't hit world war three, uh, by tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. Good luck. Yeah, get ready for that too. Ah, wait till they start using AI dogs to walk the streets of New York to find people who are 
uh, celebrating life in the privacy of their own home. Oh, God. What a mess. But the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Again, if you read your Bible, you would know that too. I love you. Be good to your neighbor beginning your own mirror. And remember, 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 if you're an American, act like one. I just hope your heart's